What is happening, sports world? What's going on? Chris Dell here, co-host of the Family Feud Sports Podcast on Go Baller FFS, here to bring you our weekly NFL Quick Rants edition, our NFL Quick Rants edition for week five of the NFL season, and really just getting into the nitty-gritty of things with Mr. Alan Dell, the godfather here, and looking at the news that's kind of taken over Twitter and been trending in the last uh, 12 to 24 hours, Jerry Jones Cowboys owner saying that Cowboys players will be benched if they quote-unquote disrespect the flag. And just to sum it up real quick, two weeks after the Cowboys owner knelt with his team as a symbolic show of solidarity before the national anthem, Jones seemingly drew a line in the sand when it comes to kneeling during the anthem, answering some questions during an interview about his players raising their fists after the last game, and maybe he got a little off topic or straight off, whatever have you. I mean, this obviously is a big distraction. I mean, his players are going to be answering questions all week, I assume. I mean, what say you, Mr. Allen Dell? And then to, to uh, you know, really top it off in the last hour, now Jamel Hill gets uh, suspended for two weeks from ESPN for tweeting about Jerry Jones. So now the whole Twitter sphere in, in, in uproar again in the sports world. So what, what, do we, what do we make of all this, man? Well, I think Jerry Jones might have put himself in a box. I don't know if he, he's telling players that if they if they don't stand uh, they're not going to play so i don't know if he is say a couple of players don't stand and he suspends them what are the other players going to do are they going to rebel and not play i mean i don't know we don't we're not privy to the conversations that jerry jones had with his players so uh you think maybe he put his foot in his mouth with this one and maybe he didn't mean this one of those things where no, you're like oh i shouldn't have said that Ugh. no i don't think i don't think he would do that i i think he knows his players uh, he has he's really feels strong about standing for the anthem and I think from everything I've read he met with the players and told them that he would follow in their guidelines he would try to help them with their cause uh, maybe he knows what it is which would be good because not a lot of other people do uh, the word you know the uh, to say something there's social injustice well that can mean a lot of things that's very vague okay so but just to stick on the NFL and the implications here with Jerry Jones because everyone's got their different reason for protesting and uh, quote, uh, direct quote from Jerry Jones, we cannot in any way give the implication that we tolerate disrespecting the flag. Yeah. We know that there is a serious debate in this country about those issues, but there is no question in my mind that the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys are going to stand up for the flag. Uh, just to finish up for the quote, but let me be real, real clear, the thing that the National Football League needs to do and the Dallas Cowboys are going to do is stand for the flag. We're going to do that. It's the rules that are uh, that are on the book, in my opinion. So, so what does that really mean, right? Is, is, if if two players kneel next week, are they going to get suspended? Are they are they going to get benched? Is Coach Garrett involved in this? Is him making those personnel decisions during the game, uh, and then obviously uh, Jamel Hill from ESPN tweeting about uh, basically boycotting the advertisers. So ESPN stepping in stepping in there swiftly, and I think this just goes to show you how much money is tied up between ESPN, the NFL, and and the TV rights over the next you know few years and, and more so. And, and and this is what it's all about. You got to protect your your greatest financial partner in this situation. That's what ESPN's doing. It seems like. Well, ESPN created a monster when they let Jamel Hill do what she wants. She's uh, she's so far left. She would be conservative on on uh, MSNBC. I actually probably be too conservative for them. So. So you're saying that they, they should have came sooner, or else maybe she wouldn't have gotten in hot water like you this. Know, I mean, she she's she's lazy in what she does. She doesn't do a lot of research. She just tweets out these things. But that's what Twitter's about, right? That's what, that's what we all use Twitter for. Uh, you know, she doesn't have a lot of talent. 
I've seen her writing. It's mediocre at best. She doesn't know her knowledge of sports isn't really that extraordinary to warrant even being on that show. So uh, well, she's got the platform, and, and she and she's tweeting out, and and she's obviously getting traction, but obviously causing uh, a distraction on that side too now with the with the uh, biggest uh, news. I mean, I, I think it's kind of comical because ESPN. Uh, now, like I said, they created a monster in her, so they're going to have to live with the consequences. Uh, she's, you know, she made those horrible comments uh, years back about uh, the Boston fans. It was like rooting for Hitler, not even taking in considera- consideration the whole, about the Holocaust. So I, I think that that you could. That's a good example. I mean, obviously, I don't think what she said this time, you know, obviously isn't that bad of comparing something to such a bad disaster or, or situation like like Hitler, but. Uh, I think in this case, obviously, ESPN, they did what they had to do. I don't think anyone's surprised that you throw the advertisers, you throw the money, you, you throw the financial situation into the mix, and you're going to get the, the, the slam downs, so to speak. But we'll be back with the next segment of our NFL Quick. Welcome back, sports world, to our NFL Week 5 Quick Rant segment with none other than the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, and myself, Chris Dell, the mad journalist. And without further ado, getting to the on-the-field things to recap from Week 5. And looking at really the big injuries and and implications for uh, J.J. Watt and Odell Beckham, both uh, reportedly out for the season now, both suffering just gruesome injuries yesterday and and just really a a litany of injuries down the list throughout the league. I mean, just in the last night's game alone, so many injuries on the Chiefs side of things. Uh, Wide receiver Chris Conley also out for the year. Uh, Travis Kelster, tight end, put in the tight end. Uh, I'm sorry, put in the concussion protocol, and uh, that's against the Texans team that had lost all three of their tight ends early in the year for concussion issues as well. So crazy slate of injuries, man. Uh, JJ Watt, obviously, you know, forcing off tears after being carted off non contact knee injury there, and uh, quote unquote from uh, JJ Watt's Twitter account, I can't sugarcoat it. I am devastated. All I want to do is be out there on that field for my teammates and this city. I'm sorry. What what say you from from the the crazy slate of injuries from this week, man? I mean, seems like guys are dropping like flies, man. In fantasy football, the last team left with, with, without injuries is going to be the one that wins. I mean, it's it's crazy out there this year. Well, football's a, r- a rough game. If anybody didn't know it, it's really a shame with JJ Watt because uh, he's I a know. great person. What he did for the city of Houston after it was devastated by Hurricane Irma, he took it upon himself to raise all that money. He didn't have to, of course, and he's a great player. He, um, statistically, he's the best defensive player, been the best defensive player in the league for the last five years, so, so it's a crime. My heart goes out to him. I know how he feels. Uh, Odell Beckham, you know, it's ironic because he was looking for that big contract, and uh, he may not get it now. You know, I, I think the Giants really have to consider about trading him. I mean, he's coming off an injury. Who knows how he'll be. Maybe they can get some talent. Maybe trade him. Maybe trade uh, – you know his quarterback too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, just just looking at some of the numbers that JJ Watts put up throughout the regular seasons, looking at twenty and a half sacks in 2012, 20 and a half sacks 2014, seventeen and a half sacks uh, 2015. The last two years, uh, three games played in 2016, and now five games played this year. You know what, man? Stay in it, J.J. Watt, because, look, his first five years in the NFL from 2011 through 2015, he played all 16 games. So, you know, I, I think he can bounce back from this. And, and you're looking at, you know, a guy who definitely is, like, the hands-down best defensive player in the league. So uh, how about the Texans, though, Deshaun Watson? Another five-touchdown game last night, albeit in a losing effort, but losing effort to arguably the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, do you think the Texans can continue their, their run now, you know, without a, a key cog in the defensive end with J.J. 
Watt out. Well, they're going to have to play better defense. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's been a, a, almost a miracle worker on what he's done the last two weeks. I mean, even even look at Will Fuller, Will Fuller. You know, he was a rookie last year, not coming back from from a, a injury this year. I mean, look what he's been able to do. Pretty, pretty amazing stuff there, man. Last night. And how about Alex Smith in in the race for uh, in the MVP race with Aaron Rodgers, man? No two quarterbacks in the NFL right now are playing better than those two guys. Yeah, and it's amazing. No two quarterbacks in the NFL might be playing worse than uh, veterans Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger, who Oof. threw five picks the other day on Sunday, and then in a post-game interview, they asked him what's wrong, and he says, well, maybe I'm done. I don't know if he was being sarcastic or serious. I mean, he did talk about retiring last year. He's been thinking about it. Maybe he's had enough. I mean, that guy's been beat up. Eli Manning's been beat up. Uh, so maybe you figure at home, man. That that's that's when Big Ben is typically at his best. His his numbers and statistics have been at, yeah, through the roof on on the positive side of things at home throughout the last five plus years. And to a Jacksonville Jaguars team that that uh, that really is is coming with a chip on their shoulder with defense. That that defense has been uh, the reason why they've won the three games they've won this season. Now Jacksonville sitting at three and two, first place by themselves atop their division. I mean, I don't think anyone would have thought that through five games. Now it's crazy crazy thing going down. I mean, even looking at the state of the AFC and the AFC East, the Buffalo Bills, New York Jets, and New England Patriots all sitting at 3-2, three and three-way tie for first place in that division. And now the Bengals, my beloved Bungles, one game out of first place in the AFC North after Pittsburgh's loss, man. Yeah. Who would have I mean, thought that? What's your biggest takeaway from Week 5? Well, Tom Brady is the only one of the old men, so to speak, that's holding up his holding up the bargain for his team. Like I said, some of the older, older guys or falling apart. Phillip Rivers finally got the win, though, pulled yeah, over the Giants. Yeah. So Giants still the best winless team out there, huh? Well, there's only three of them left, so maybe I don't even know if they're the best winless team. Maybe Cleveland's better than them. We'll, we'll be, we'll be. Sports World, welcome back to the final segment of our NFL Week 5 Quick Rants podcast here on the Go Baller FFS station. With me is Mr. Alan Dell, the Godfather. I'm your host, Chris Dell, the Mad Journalist. And, and really, just to start off with, with some, some some sad news, uh, maybe not bad news, but uh, Hall of Famer quarter, Hall of Famer quarterback Wyatt Tittle dies at the age of 90, obviously up there in age. Um, definitely sad news overall for football fans. Uh, you know, maybe celebrate you know his career and his life. A guy who was really before his time. Um, you know, what played so many uh, different teams. Really resurrected his career later on with the Giants. Uh, had the record of 36 touchdown passes in a season for quite a while until Dan Marino broke that record. Um, you know, iconic uh, the image of him on both knees in the end zone after throwing that pick six. He's got blood dripping down his head. Really, to me, I never saw him play. Obviously, you know, I was born in 1988 myself, but I know you saw him play a little bit when when you were a kid. And tell tell me what your thoughts, Mr. Allen Dell, on the passing of uh, Wyatt Tittle. Rest in peace, one of the great quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, he was a great one. Uh, this was back in the simpler days in the 1960s for the NFL when when all they talked about was football it was and the life was harder for quarterbacks Qu- quarterbacks can get hit they could get demolished it didn't matter he never called penalties uh but white Tittle was a great one and again this is back in the day when the only thing we cared about was how far did we have to drive out of new york to watch the games that were blacked out See, good old days right there yeah, man he was before his time uh he, i i think he deserves to be on the mount rushmore quarterback list uh, I'll, I'll put it along with johnny unitas 
Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and you can throw Dan Marino in there too. But oh he's, wow, he's okay. One of the great ones. Yeah, so so maybe a lot of a lot of the millennials out here these days might not know how great people might just say, oh, he was the best because there wasn't any good ones back then. Like, how can you tell people just how good he was? Yeah, well, you got to understand, receivers uh, they can hit receivers all the time. They can hit quarterbacks all the time. And right. Now you can't hit a quarterback, obviously in a helmet. You can't tackle him below the knees. None of that stuff existed. And why Tittle took beatings after beatings and got up and to throw 37 TDs back in 1963 is just astronomical. If you want to equate it to today's game, that's like throwing 60 passes in a game today. That, that's that's insane. And just looking at his uh, his infamous 1963 season in which he was the NFL MVP with the New York Giants, that, that was the second to last season of his overall career. He threw 36 touchdown passes and only had 14 interceptions. Over 3,000 passing yards back-to-back years in 62 and 63 for the Giants. I mean, those are elite fantasy quarterback numbers, and we're talking about, what, 50-plus years ago, 55 years ago almost to this day. Uh, rest in peace, Y.A. Tittle, no, known as the Bald Eagle, uh, played at LSU um, and uh, reportedly passed away Sunday night at Stanford Hospital near his phone in Atherton, California. Uh, he played 17 seasons of pro football, man. Started off with the Baltimore Colts, finished off with the Giants, as we talked about. Also played 10 years in between with the San Francisco 49ers and, and, and obviously with the iconic photo. So this is a guy that goes down in, in just in, infamy, infamy, right? I mean, yeah. you, know, fo- you know, football Hall of Famer, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Really the, the one who kind of revolutionized uh, that position, man. Some amazing uh, things that he did. I, I think that... Uh, you know, when, when's the 30 for 30 going to come out? You know, if it hasn't already, maybe there's another one that's going to wind up coming out, man. Yeah, one of the great ones of all time. He brought excitement to the city of New York uh, when he played for the Giants. Uh, he will be never be forgotten, and rest in peace, great one. Yeah, I mean, and just looking at after his retirement, uh, Y.A. Tittle rejoined the 49ers staff and served as an assistant coach before being hired by the Giants in 1970 as a quarterback mentor. Uh, during interesting, you know, talk about players not getting paid as much back then. Interesting little stat and tidbit. During his NFL career, Tittle worked as an insurance salesman in the offseason. Yeah. After retiring, he founded his own company, YA Tittle Insurance and Financial Services. Man, you you would have never that that doesn't happen these days anymore. <laughs> Guys having jobs in the offseason, yeah. huh? Yeah, well, yeah. Everybody had to work, and the baseball players had to work. Uh, second jobs in those days too. It, it's really changed. So uh, the players, professional players particularly in baseball, basketball, and football, haven't made today. Uh, a lot of them, unfortunately, don't realize it, don't appreciate it. But uh, you, learn, you yeah. learn by life. How about he was inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame in 71 with uh, the likes of Jim Brown and the late Vince Lombardi. Yeah. So you know, talk, talk about an all-time great and an all-time legend. Definitely worth the five minutes talking about it. And rest in peace, Mr. Wyatt Tittle from Mr. Godfather and from myself, Chris Dell, man. Lost the football legend will continue to celebrate his life. And his- Welcome back, sports world, to our NFL Week 5 Quick Rants podcast and a bonus segment here. Uh, just a lot of news both on and off the field this week and Week 5. Uh, getting into the thick of things in the NFL and, and trending on Twitter and really just overall in the news. How can you not when cocaine? How can you not trend? AKA go viral when cocaine and strippers are involved. I guess Dolphins offensive line coach resigns over incriminating video, and the NFL in a statement. Chris Forrester said he accepts quote unquote full responsibility for his actions. This comes after stripper. Want to say this right? Maybe I might butcher it. Kiwana Nije released a video of the coach snorting cocaine, which he which she says she did. 
because of racial injustice. So that's why she tweeted or this out, right? Yeah, and and exposed the, the coach. NFL was treating Colin Kaepernick. Right. Chris Forrester uh, reportedly, what, you said the, the highest paid assistant coach in the NFL? Oh, uh, line coach. The highest paid line coach in the NFL. I mean, what, what, what say you? I mean, we can go into the to the the video transcript, and it might get a little funny and a little raunchy on here. But uh, basically, saying he wanted to snort the stuff off her blank instead of where he was doing it on his table. So, anyways, without, without getting into too much detail here, what say you, Mister Allen Dell? What do we make of all this craziness? Well, this is a sad, sad story about the mental chaos that's going on in our country. Here's a guy, 56 year old guy. He obviously got infatuated by a young woman. He got himself in a situation that he couldn't understand, couldn't deal with. He trusts this woman. She says, oh, do this video. You'll be fine. And then she puts that, puts it out online because she's protesting the way the NFL treated a Colin Kaepernick. It, it's just insane. Uh, this guy has nobody to blame but himself. I mean, what kind of guy would put his trust in a stripper who's giving him cocaine? I mean, give me a break. Uh, it's sad. He's got nobody to blame but himself, but it's sad. But it's also a, an example of the sick sickness that's going on in our country today. Everybody, Everybody's mad. Everybody thinks their narrative is right. They'll do anything to show that, that it's right. Well, the, the, so the Dolphins coming out saying they were made aware of the video late last night and have no tolerance for this behavior. Um, saying that no, no longer is with the organization, but they'll work with him to get the help he needs during this time, and him making reference to the support of his family and medical professionals to get him that help. So um, I mean, it seems like the Dolphins can't get any lower at this point, man. I, I, I know they won a game yesterday, but you know, finally a victory, but overshadowed by this off the field distraction again. And uh, just, just you want you want to get a laugh or a chuckle, man? Just go read the Twitter timeline and the reactions on social media right now to this. And, and just funny, look, looking at the the, uh, the reply, the official reply from the stripper who who put this information out, quote unquote, the white people mad at me like I forced blow down this man's nose and like I recorded it on the low. That's what she wrote. She said, no, those are his habits. And he recorded himself and sent it to me professing his love so quick to make excuses for him, but will roast the minority player over an anthem dog fights, weed, domestic issues, etc. But y'all keep saying all lives matter, STFU. If you know what that means, you probably do. So I think this is just kind of like clownish antics coming out. You know, you obviously a Zeke Elliott with his issues. Um, you know, off the field issues and domestic uh, uh, violence issues and, and drug issues, that's kind of always been a part of the NFL. But when you throw it as kind of the icing on the cake on top of the concussion issues and the injury issues and the kneeling issues and now the ESPN tweeting, you know, suspending Jamel Hill because advertising boycotts. So I think it's kind of all accumulating now into what, what's what's going to finally happen. Is there going to be a major NFL advertiser or sponsor that backs out? And we talked about that on the last episode of our uh, podcast, Family Feud Sports, Episode 9. And uh, yeah, it's just, just interesting stuff, man, o- overall. I mean, this isn't something that's new, really, so to speak. But I think the way it happened and her doing it kind of in protest so, so is this going to cause more protests and more kneeling? I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I want to go back to the Y.A. Tittle days when we just worried about watching the good old football games. Man, I, I'm confident we'll get back to it at some point, but you know, it seems like this is where we are right now in the, in the whole Twitter sphere and the sports world, man. Yeah, nobody wants to talk to each other. Everybody wants to talk over each other. 
everybody again wants to promote their narrative, whatever side of the fence I'm, it's on yeah. or they're on. That, that's what it yeah. is. It's it's very immature. It's the way our society is today. Yeah. But that's the way it is. I Magnified mean, by Twitter, you know, especially that's how yeah. people are on Twitter yeah, for sure. Now people have a Twitter account, so they they make them an expert, or they think it does, and they can say anything they want. Well, is he Twitter's uh, apparently extending the character limit to 280 characters now? So even more ranting and raving from these people on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll see you next week. Peace out.